Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast, episode 199, and damn, it's been a minute. Um, I got a lot to catch you up on. I got a movie list with like 18 flicks from Blonde to Black Adam, a video game me and my wife recently played together called Little Hope. Um, I got over a dozen TV shows from House of the Dragon to uh, Kardashians. Um, fights from the MMA world and boxing and the upcoming collision of both with Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. Um, some life updates, and we'll catch you up on The Daily Laws by Robert Greene. So where shall we begin? Oh, man. Me and my wife recently went to go see uh, Jelly Roll live in concert. That was actually pretty pretty cool. I wanted to talk about that. Um, I saw him live um, probably 10 years ago or so. He was opening up for Yellow Wolf, and uh, I know me and my guy Mike, we were so impressed with him because we knew of him. Uh, he had some songs we, we enjoyed. He knew a little bit more about him than I did, but he was, uh, I think he was opening for Bubba Sparks and then Yellow Wolf was the headliner. So he was like the first up or second maybe. And he rocked that fucking stage and Jelly Roll's a big man. And, you know, he was a little bit more in the hip hop realm back then. He's, he's crossed over to the country rock, rock and roll. He's still got some hip hop swag going, but, um, if that's even a word we use anymore, but, um, now he's, his music's a little bit more uh, more therapeutic in the sense of calming and touches the soul a little bit more. I mean, he used to have the lyrics and the stories and everything really down, but now he's intertwined it where he's 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 got it big. I mean, he he's like a fucking rock star now, and I just wanted to shout him out because that that show was incredible. Uh, it was at the Spokane Pavilion. Me and my wife's first time going there. Absolute nightmare to get into with the lines, um, but it was worth it. It was very worth it. Uh, Jerry Robinson opened up, and Still Matthews, they both opened up for him. Jerry Robinson's uh, signed to Strange Music. He did a hell of a job, uh, got familiar with his music, and Still Matthews um, put on a hell of a show, and I loved his message. So cool, talking about, uh, I believe he said 10 years um, clean, and just really made his set all about his story and making sure everybody knew that it could be done. And at the end, he gave out his personal phone number on the mic and he repeated it again, said that's his real number and it's never going to change. It was, it was dope. It was a very therapeutic show. Felt so good. And Jelly Roll just absolutely killed it. So shout out to Jelly Roll. Shout out to Jerry Robinson. Shout out to Still Matthews. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. I know, uh, Gosh, we got uh, tickets to Gabriel Iglesias is coming back to Spokane, but not to like the big arena or anything like that like he was last time. He's actually going to do a four-show stop at the Spokane Comedy Club. And that's a very, very small venue for a name as large as his. So I'm super stoked. I got my tickets for his first show of the weekend and really hoping to actually get a chance to stand and take a photo and say hello to him finally after all this time of following him along. Um, very excited. That's not till I think May of 2023, but that shit sold out fast. And then, uh, let's see, we went to see Disney on ice Been trying to do more things, especially with the family. Uh, that was fun. I haven't been to a Disney on ice event in many years. I just let my wife take my daughters and my mom would usually go this time. It was, it was a nice experience. It was fun. And it was, uh, I'm getting to a sappy, sappy moment in parenthood, I guess, where it's like, my my teenage son is just reckless as all hell, just out and about doing whatever. And my oldest daughter is starting to disconnect a little bit to be more about her friends and 
my youngest daughter is just the last one left that really wants to show like true affection or shows real gratitude for just our our presence you know not our christmas presence but our actual physical presence of being there and i'm uh, i'm getting getting sad seeing it come to an end um so yeah, I was talking to my boss the other day about just picking up kids from school and he, his kids are grown now and he's like, oh, I used to love picking up the kids from school. I'm like, yeah, you know, I I do too now, like just because it's my youngest will still run out of that classroom and out of the school and give me a big old hug in front of everybody. She's the last one I know is going to do it and it's the last time I'm going to experience that. It's getting sad. It's getting crazy to see it. Just them getting older and growing up, becoming their own, uh, own little people. And then we're going to... Uh, it's like a fentanyl awareness event where uh, Chris Young, he's a country music artist. Um, he's I think he's performing at it, but it should be cool. Uh, food trucks and games or some shit. Just a lot of cool stuff going on, trying to wrap up the last bit of decent weather we have out here because winter is long in Spokane. And uh, gosh, that might be it for my life updates um i mean far from it but <laughs> what's we're talking about right now um i uh let's see what oh that is right i wanted to tell you guys i uh felt like i had another monumental moment and i got foos gone wild to uh actually um uh put my message in their story um uh, for a meme i created i was pretty stoked felt like i made it um, so I saved the meme, but, uh, it was hilarious. It's clearly gone now. I don't know the story, but I think I have it posted on my true reviews page. If you ever want to look at it, I thought it was pretty damn good myself. And then, uh, gosh, I actually forgot to mention, I was going to shout out some, uh, some artists that I know, um, the homies, uh, Zach and change or Zach and change exact change and Islo Matisse. They, uh, dropped their new album called grow spurt. And uh, I thought it was a great album, great vibe. It's one of those, uh, it's available now on all streaming platforms. So exact change in Islo Motif, growth spurt, check that shit out. If you're a smoker, if you just like good vibes, if you like, um, I don't know if it's considered backpack rap. I'm not sure. I don't know what all those terms always mean, but it's just good. It's good. Feel good music. It's um, the kind of music you throw on the barbecue and just let it play through. It's the kind of music you'd put on your car, let it play through. The kind of music you can just chill by yourself while smoking and just play the whole thing through. So I highly recommend you give that a sh- uh, give that a check out. Uh, the homie C Ray just dropped his new music video called Nightmares, featuring Twisted and Insane. Um, incredible visuals. The song is dope. If you're not familiar with C Ray, um, we had him on uh, Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit. Um, he's just killing shit, representing the Northwest. He's out in Vegas now, but he's he's killing shit. You gotta check him out. He doesn't miss. Um, let's see. I, I actually ended up checking out the new Taylor Swift album. I had, uh, read something online about her dropping a like album out of nowhere. And I was like, Oh, I'll check that out. You know, I haven't really listened to a whole lot of anything she's done for a while, but I heard that Carolina song she did, um, for the, uh, where the crawdags sing, uh, movie and for the soundtrack. And so I, and I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. So I was like, I'm going to check this out. And it's, it's a decent album. Not, not everything's my cup of tea. You know, a lot of it's not really what I would usually vibe with, but I saved like four songs off of it, but I sent it to my 10 year old daughter thinking she'd be stoked. And she was like, Ugh, is it like all the rest of her music? And I was like, Oh man, that's what I mean. She's just getting older, finding her own vibes and a little heartbreaking, but Taylor Swift album wasn't, wasn't so bad at all. I, I saved four tracks off of it. And then uh, the homie Mike dropping the On One Presents the Girth Rims and Tires Gang 
supposed to come out on Halloween just in a few days. I don't know if it's going to make the deadline because um, of delays with uh, uploading for the platforms. I know I usually have to put things up a few weeks in advance, and I don't know if he made the cut, but we'll see. It'll be out very soon, and I'm very stoked for you all to hear this because it started as a joke, and it's still kind of a parody album, but it is seriously fire. I'm so excited for you all to hear it. Um, Girth Wings and Girth, Girth Rims and Tires Gang. Um, we, we ended up not going with the title The Four Horsemen, but that's the intro title uh, with kind of the narrative of explaining the characters and just it's it's dope front to back. It's, you're just going to love it. You're not going to want to play it around your kids too much, but it is definitely something to listen to. Uh, let's see. Where should we go now? Should I get to TV shows or movies? I've been watching watching a lot of shit like I always do. Uh, let's start with movies because I've I've watched so many. It's been a while since I've discussed them. I was hope I had I had my guy Mike on the last episode, and all we really got to was the Dahmer TV show. So I won't talk about that too much on here. Um, I was hoping to get to a little bit more, but he you know he's he's a hard guy to keep focused on stuff. That once we got on a subject we were interested in, it was kind of took off from there. So I'll start with Blonde, um, the uh, Marilyn Monroe story um, that they did for Netflix. And this is a different kind of telling. They even state in the in the description that it's kind of a fictional telling of her, you know, her coming of, you know, in Hollywood and all that shit. It's it starts off rough, um, just a not fairly a brutal scene in the beginning, kind of showing how she got into the business in the first place. And it's it's ultimately just really sad, but it's um, it's it's an interesting take. And I thought um, I thought it was really well done. <laughs> excuse me and i would highly recommend it if you have any interest in marilyn monroe or that age of hollywood or any of the stories of kind of the the way things function it's just it was it was not easy for it's not easy now for females but it definitely wasn't easy for females back then and you kind of just get a little little taste of i'm sure there's some of that was i'm sure some of that was real you know they didn't use real names for a lot of the care like the Joe DiMaggio character, I think they just called the athlete in the description and shit like that. But you get a taste for some of it, and very interesting. It is long. I will tell you that. It is a long flick. And then uh, me and my wife went and saw where the crawdags sing. No, we didn't go see that. We rented it. I missed that in theater. So we rented it at home, and I was very impressed with that movie. Completely shocked by the ending. So I will definitely... Uh, I don't have my ratings up right now in here, but it doesn't matter. I'm giving this many movies, I guess. Where the Crawdags Sing, definitely worth the watch. If you like a whodunit good mystery drama, very cool, very interesting story. I did not read the book. Um, I, I just usually don't. I, I'm a wait-for-the-movie kind of guy. I love the visuals. Uh, ended up watching this movie called Meet Cute with uh, Pete Davidson, and um, that was a weird movie. Uh, I don't I don't really know how to explain it. It's, a, it's a, kind of a romantic comedy, but it's just kind of a weird twist on things. I appreciated the kind of unique vibe to it. It was interesting enough, but um, they had one thing that really reeled me in towards the end with this cool tie together. Um, other than that, it was just kind of weird, kind of weird. If you are if you like Pete Davidson, I, I, I'm becoming a pretty big fan of his. Just I like his style of things and uh, I won't watch it again, but I, I'm glad I checked it out for a romantic comedy, and it's it's a different twi- different twist on it. You know, go ahead and check that out if you're into that stuff. Uh, Hocus Pocus two, 
I have been anticipating this movie for years, ever since they announced it. Disney Plus released it. And I, most people I talked to, they said they really enjoyed it. They thought it was great, so good. I, I didn't think it was that great. I, and I don't know if it's just the new way of filming, the new, um, I don't know, just the, I don't know what it is. It just didn't feel right to me. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was kind of cool at some points, but for the for, as a whole, I was very disappointed, honestly. So, uh, and my kids wouldn't even watch it. You know, I think that was the biggest bummer. They they wanted it. They're like, we haven't even seen the first one, and so my wife was like, well, I don't think I've seen the first one either. And I'm like, what the hell? So we all, we watched the first one, and by the time that was over, my kids didn't want to watch the second one, and they probably would have enjoyed the second one more because it was more filmed their their style of way. The dialogue was more up to date for them, and yeah, so it was kind of disappointing for me. Checked out Hereditary, which I discovered on. HBO, I believe, and found out this movie came out in like 2018, and it's an incredible horror flick. I I just heard about it a few months back, so um, when I told a few people about it that are really into horror movies, they couldn't believe I just heard about it, and I was a little disappointed in myself, but I will tell you what, that movie was good. Uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the ending. I thought it was a little strange, but ending horror films is always tough. But for that, the movie was so good. That's all that. That's all I can remember now is the ending was just kind of like, ugh, whatever. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, the greatest beer run ever, I think it's called. Let me make sure. Uh, yeah, the greatest beer run ever, starring Zac Efron and Russell Crowe, and it says based on a true story. So this is an Apple original movie, and this this movie was cool. I highly recommend you check this out if you're into into just interesting flicks, interesting stories. So it's about a, that's, again, here I go, not telling you all what they're all about. But this one, I don't think many people have probably heard of. So it's about a young man who, and when I say young man, he's like probably early 20s. He is sitting at home, and this is during the Vietnam War, and he's seeing the, you know, the the rallies or protests against the war and all this stuff. And he's got buddies from the neighborhood that are over there, sent over there. He served his time already, and he's not in Vietnam. And he's just kind of conflicted about he wants to do something to show his friends that they support them because seeing all these people, um, you know, with all this hatred towards them being over there, he's just like, how dare you? They're over there fighting for our freedom and all this stuff. Like, they need to know that we love them when they're in our thoughts. And he's at the bar, and they're all talking about, I just wish we could just give him one of these, and it's one of the their beers. And he's like... That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to go to Vietnam and I'm going to give beers to all of my friends. And sure as shit he does. <laughs> he could. It's and it's just such an interesting film. I really enjoyed it. I thought Zach Efron did a great job. I thought it was a really well done thing and if if that story is even remotely true, fucking kudos to that guy. They showed images of the real guy in real life and just just how fucking cool. I just loved it. Um, let's see, let's see. We got The Luckiest Girl Alive. I haven't actually watched that yet. That's how I watched this. I placed it in the wrong spot. Starring Mila Kunis, and it's on Netflix. I'll be watching that soon, and I'll get to it. Um, Good Night, Mommy. That's another one I have not watched yet. That's on Prime Video, starring Naomi Watts, and I'm, I don't think I'm going to watch it, honestly. I watched the preview, finally. I read about it, and I was like, oh, I got to check that out. And I've liked what Naomi Watts has been doing lately, but this Goodnight Mommy looks kind of weird. 
and not in a good way. I did check out the new Hellraiser on Hulu. Now, I will be honest. I do not believe I've really watched the Hellraiser movies when I was a kid. I remember seeing the cover and being terrified. And I don't think I've ever actually watched them. So I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I didn't realize until I started this movie, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Like the story and all that. So I will say visually it was very cool. It gave me some, you know, almost some Freddy Krueger vibes mixed with some like Silent Hill. Um, I didn't care for the story very much. I thought the acting was very subpar, so nothing special. But the visuals were cool. It's a fun movie. I won't watch it again, though. Oh, here's Halloween ends. I do want to talk about this movie. So um, we did not go to the theaters because it came out on Peacock as well. I figured we'll save some money. Watch it. My wife tried to get me to watch it in the bedroom on the little screen, and I was like, hell no. We were watching this on the big screen. Uh, the conversation probably didn't go that that well in my favor, but she did let me watch it on the big screen. And so disappointing. I am I'm really upset. I was I was really upset. I'm not thinking about it too much now, but I'm really fucking bummed out with the conclusion they left us with. And I won't spoil it just in case you haven't seen it just because it's only been out a couple weeks, but I'm bummed out as a fan of the Halloween movies with this being going on for like 40 fucking years, watching this battle, we deserved better. We just deserved a better conclusion to this story. And I felt like Halloween kills had everything in it to finally end the entire thing. They could have ended it, but they didn't. That was the thing. They they missed their chance because they didn't end it. And then they came up with this shit show of a film. So I'm not very happy about it. Um, Mr. Harrigan's phone. That's another horror flick. I, it's kind of horror. It didn't really feel like a horror flick on Netflix. Um, check that out. It was, uh, you know, it was okay. It's uh, I got really interested because it had Stephen King and Ryan Murphy attached to the name and it had uh, I don't remember this kid's name but he's in um the it movies with uh the remakes um he's uh I swear I saw him as something else and I just thought you know he's he's a good actor I like seeing uh up and coming young actors and it's a story about a boy who is at a school it looks like he's just him and his dad and he ends up he ends up kind of a loner and he ends up running into this older dude who's a billionaire and he invites him over like every week and he reads books to him and it kind of becomes his only f real friend for a while. Well, he ends up getting an iPhone and kind of gets popular a little bit, or at least not really popular, but he's got friends now and, you know, things are picking up for him, but he still goes to read to this old man, Mr. Harrigan and Mr. Harrigan, he ends up getting him an iPhone so they can keep in touch. And he's warned that Mr. Harrigan's a, a nice guy, but if you're on his bad side, you know, you don't want to be on his bad side kind of thing. And Mr. Harrigan ends up dying. The kid ends up putting the phone in Mr. Harrigan's pocket when he gets buried. And he starts getting weird phone calls and texts from Mr. Harrigan's phone, which is apparently buried with him. And then the people that are not treating this kid right start ending up dead. And then he ends up, like, requesting for Mr. Harrigan to take care of somebody else. And that guy ends up dead and he starts feeling guilty. Um, it was actually a really good story. And it was, I really like it. They, I felt like it needed like another 30, 40 minutes added to it to really bring it out. It seems like right when it was getting interesting, they concluded it real quick, almost like they ran out of paper. So um, interesting, definitely worth the watch. It's on Netflix, Mr. Harrigan's phone. 
Black Adam. Me and my wife went to go see Black Adam in theaters, and um, everybody's everybody's aware of this one. It's The Rock's new movie. Uh, it it was okay. Um, the beginning it starts off really slow. It's got some incredible visuals, of course. It, it I'm more excited to see what's gonna follow. Um, this movie as itself, it was all right. It wasn't bad, but they just they just can't touch. The, what Marvel did with the Avengers flicks. They just, they can't. And I want them to get darker. I just, this had the opportunity to be very dark and it just wasn't. And they're, I don't know. I just feel like they're going wrong sticking with the PG 13 shit. It's like DC is best when it's dark, when it is just, uh, just almost depressing and like just, I, I just want them to stick more to that lane. They could have done such a cooler job with it. And I know they're trying to appeal to kids with the comic books, but we're the grown kids. We're the ones that wait waiting for this shit. We're the ones paying for it. Come on. But I'm really excited to see what follows. I truly am. So Black Adam's still in theaters. I'm sure it'll be there for a while. And uh, moving on to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. An A24 film. This uh, We rented this one at home. I wanted to go see it in theaters, and I'm so fucking glad I didn't. I will tell you that. Um, this movie's fucking lame. So dumb. Um, that's really kind of all I want to give it. That's really it. I mean, the ending was a, a nice little twist, I guess, but not enough to save the film. It was just terrible. Uh, Vengeance. I'm excited to talk about this movie. I just rented this starring uh, and written and directed and starring BJ Novak. He's fucking killing it. This movie was awesome. I loved it from the beginning to the end. Just a really cool story. The cast was incredible. Ashton Kutcher killed this shit. I thought he did a wonderful fucking job. Uh, Boyd uh, Holbrook, I think his name is. He did a great job. I really enjoy him and things. But BJ Novak's playing. Um, I'm going to explain this because I don't think this is as popular as some of the other ones as well. But BJ Novak is playing a character who is... <laughs> You know, kind of, you know, he's a single guy, you know, he's playing that, playing the field that way. And he ends up getting this phone call from a guy claiming that, you know, who believes that BJ Novak's character is um, his sister's boyfriend. And he's informing BJ Novak's character that she had just died. And he's looking for a lot more of an emotional reaction, but he, he still feels like this, you know, he's not picking up on it so much. And you could see he's confused. Like, I only, he had to look up her name online and all that. He's like, oh, and he's only gone out with her a couple times, but he doesn't want to be an asshole. So he ends up actually flying out there down to Texas to be there for the funeral, to be more respectful. So instead of sounding like an asshole or risking sounding like an asshole on the phone, he just goes with it. And he goes down there and he ends up finding out that they think there's a big conspiracy that she was murdered when it sounds like it was just a basic overdose. And so he gets the idea to use this for his podcast story about people's conspiracy ideas when there's actually no evidence of anything there and it starts you know starts picking up really well it's it's building into something really good and it just turns into such a cool story very random you know I, that's what i really like and appreciate what bj novak's been up to it's just very interesting stories and there's always a little deeper realm he's getting us into so we rented that recently i think it's pretty much everywhere uh, you can rent a movie on a streaming plat platform right now but that's called vengeance Amsterdam. Um, 
That was uh, starring Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and John David Washington, the son of uh, Denzel. And I was really excited to see this movie. I thought, so when I got COVID last, um, just uh, last month, I think it was, um, what are we in October? So maybe it was the beginning of this month. But I had tickets to a mystery movie at the uh, movie theater. And I got very excited as soon as I saw that they were doing a Monday mystery movie. You don't find out what the movie is until it starts. I was stoked. But I had high suspicion it was going to be Amsterdam. And so I was very excited, too, because I've been wanting to see it. And I ended up getting COVID and couldn't go. So I was very bummed out. But I ended up uh, um, going to see it in the theaters um, probably probably a week or so after my quarantine ended and I went by myself and I really enjoyed it. It was very different. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't look too much into it. I just saw the cast was loaded and that's all I really needed. I I like seeing just, or I like knowing just a little bit about movies before I go see them. So I don't predetermine too much. Although I was still very hyped. It was, it was interesting though. It was some kind of a story about, it sounds like, or it feels like the development of what was about to become Hitler's takeover and the dictatorships and the the cross conspiracies of uh, our nations, you know, going behind our backs and doing these things, setting up through politicians, all this shit and corporations, the major ones. And it's just it was a cool story, but it's mainly a story of friendship. And that's what I thought was really cool between those three main characters. So Amsterdam was very cool. Highly recommend it to film film fans. Speaking of Christian Bale, I watched this for the first time ever. I know I saw pieces of it when I was younger, but I never watched the entire movie of American Psycho. And I was stumbling through HBO Max when I was doing my workout on the treadmill recently. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, I don't think I've ever actually watched this whole movie. So I hit play and I that's a really fucking good movie. It's, 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 it's a good flick. I was kind of disappointed that it took me so long, but I'm really glad I checked it out. That's been out for a while. So, um, just wanted to let you guys know, I finally seen it. And then, uh, here was another one I've been so excited to see. And I I saw a lot of bad reviews on it, but I did not care. Don't worry, darling. Starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde. Um, Ah, Chris, Chris Pine. I almost wanted to call him Chris Klein, but Chris Pine, um, cast was great. The story was awesome. I thought it was so unique. So cool. I think Olivia Wilde did an incredible job. I don't know if she wrote it or directed, um, or both. I'm not sure. Just keep saying Olivia Wilde movie or film, but, uh, I, it, it was really incredible to me. I thought it was so dope. The twist was unique. It was cool. I did not see it coming. I was blown the fuck away. And that's what I'm always looking for in these kind of movies. Something that really just shocks me and catches me off guard. I knew it was going to be something. And that's what you're watching. You're waiting for. It is slow. My wife got a little bored. But it's it's a slow-moving, developing movie into something really good. And I thought it was better than, like, what Nope was. You know, when you're waiting this whole fucking time to see the alien and it turns out to be what it was. It was not quite as cool. Like, I kind of get what, he, what Jordan Peele was doing there, but... It just, it didn't, it wasn't worth the wait for me. And don't worry, darling, it was worth the wait. I thought it was really fucking cool. That, I don't think that's in theaters anymore. It might be. It was just September when it came out. But I'm sure it should be coming out to all the streaming sites soon. Um, And then, what is, that is the most recent movie you went to see was Smile. Now, this movie, if you haven't seen the preview, 
it's been kind of all over the place lately, but smile is a, is essentially just a, a horror movie that is going to, all you really know is that there's an infectious smile going around and it seems to be killing people. And that's all I needed. It just looked like something fun. And I, I don't want to give away too much cause it's still really new, but I'll tell you, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very cool. They had perfected the jump scare in that movie. I highly recommend if you see it, go go see that one in theaters. And if you don't jump, call me because I owe you a fucking burger or something like that. I don't fucking know or a beer. I don't know. But um, I'll, I'll just be very impressed because I don't jump easily. And I don't know if I actually physically jumped at any point. But there was one that I felt the vibration shake from my chest like my heart all the way through my body to my toes and my fingertips. It was so intense. And I was like, holy fuck fucking shit that got me but yeah very cool i don't want to give anything away about what it is just because they didn't give too much away in the previews and although it's not like a big shocker i thought it was a cool a cool little message they were putting in there there's always interesting messages in the horror movies um i watched uh mike tyson's undisputed truth um it's not a documentary it's not a stand-up comedy it's not a movie it's it's him kind of doing a Broadway, um, gosh, what would you consider it? He's just kind of standing on stage talking about his life. And I had seen these clips of it and like discussions about it years ago when it came out. Uh, Cause I don't even remember what year it came out, but it was years ago. But of course, after the, the Mike series on Hulu concluded, I'm sure it kind of re regenerated up in people's search engines. So I ended up hearing about it from my guy, Mike, and I was like, Oh, I'll check that out. It's on HBO. Um, I highly recommend you check that out. If you have any interest, or if you've even just heard of Mike Tyson and don't know much about him, but if you're interested, like watch that, listen to his story through his own words. He did a, an incredible job telling that story. And Spike Lee did an incredible job producing it. Um, God, I think that wraps up the movies I have seen. I, uh, me and my wife, we were looking for a, a video game to play every once in a while. This uh, world, I had Nobi on the show not too long ago, and we kind of got into a video game discussion. He was explaining to me, like, he, he's very more in tune with the gaming world than I am. So he was explaining to me that they're, the goal, because I thought the goal of the gaming world right now is to separate us. So we wouldn't be able to sit with each other and actually personalize things together anymore. They want you apart gaming online together well nobi educated me and said that their their goal is to get you to buy more than one system for the same house and so it still sounds like they're trying to make it more difficult to be together and do this but they want to profit off of it so and it, it's disappointing you know i i don't want to be i don't want to be the people that have to buy two playstation fives in a world where we're seeing people dying for just one of them just so we could play a game together it's just ridiculous to me i know it's not that hard to create co-play because they did it forever so it's just it's it's a bummer but we ended up finding the the dark pictures anthology stories and i've played some of these before and we found out you could play a movie mode or something like that you have to hand the controller back and forth to each other to play different characters but it tells you when and you still get to enjoy that time together and let each other make you know run their own characters lives I love these uh, these games. I think they're so dope because they're like movies that you get to be a part of. So we just finished that one up. I think it took us two. I think it took us two nights. Um, probably, 
probably around four to five hours to finish the story. Um, it was very cool. Uh, this one was a little strange. I had played a different one recently. I talked about it on a show, and then we got, uh, it's like Ashes, something Ashes. That's the next one we're going to play, and then hoping to play the quarry um, very soon. I'm waiting for that price to go down. Some of these video games, the prices are staying pretty stubborn. Um, but yeah, that wraps up the movies I've seen, the video game we played recently. I do want to say that Will Smith has a new movie coming out on, um, I believe it's coming out on Apple. I think it's going to be in theaters for like a week and then it'll be on Apple for uh, Apple Plus TV called Emancipation. I, I think Ben Foster's in it too. I'm stoked, sold already, I have no idea what it's about, but Will Smith and Ben Foster signed me the fuck up. Um, another thing, um, what is it, where is it? oh yes, Creed 3, finally saw the preview and the announcement that Creed 3 is coming out in, I want to say it's March of 2023, and that's not too far away, which is crazy, 2023 is right around the corner, and I'm stoked, I don't believe Sylvester Stallone has anything to do with this film, not just that he's not acting in it, but I don't believe he's written it or he's producing it or anything like that. I'd love to think that maybe he was like a mentor or helped Michael B. Jordan do it, but I don't know. And I don't really care because it looks amazing. And I've already been sold on the Creed movies since Creed one started. It's dope. They're doing an incredible job keeping this legacy alive. It's phenomenal. So I'm really excited for that. And this one, it looks like, uh, um, Adonis is, uh, childhood friend gets out of prison and he believes that he was always the better boxer and he's about to prove it. And, you know, it's, you know, kind of got the Tommy Gunn versus Rocky Balboa vibe going on a little bit, but it's, you know, got its own twist and and I'm stoked. I'm, I'm very stoked. And then one other thing that's coming out soon that I'm pretty excited to check out is Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in an Apple original called spirited. It's a Christmas musical, I believe. And, a musical with Will Ferrell for Christmas time and Ryan Reynolds signed me the fuck up. Uh, let's see. Ah, move on to some TV shows that aren't out yet, but I'm excited for Lopez and Lopez, or is it Lopez versus Lopez? Yeah, Lopez versus Lopez. I'm um, starring George Lopez and his daughter, and I'm very excited for that. My youngest really enjoyed watching the George Lopez show with me, and she wanted to rewatch it. And I was like, gotta give it time. You can't just rewatch the shows over and over. You gotta wait a year or so and then rewatch them later and she's been bummed but i tell her about this she's stoked so i'm, I'm really really excited for that anything with george lopez sign me up and then young rock is coming back very excited for that i think they've been doing a great job um on that show just hilarious i tried to i tried to watch this movie called do revenge on netflix but that shit looked dumb i couldn't even couldn't even make it through still waiting for the weird al yankovich movie uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe to drop on the Roku original. Um, and then some shows I recently concluded was Dahmer. I finally, I know on the last episode I talked with Mike about it, but I was only on episode five. Finished that up. Very impressed. I thought the show was done so well. I am not in support of all these people dressing up as him as on Halloween. I think that's so fucked up. But People are fucked up. They're less sensitive when they're supposed to be more sensitive. We're living in a really weird world right now. Um, but the Dahmer series itself was so well done. Kudos to them. I think they concluded it in a great way. Um, 
That's really all I got to say because I talked about it so much on the last episode. Uh, another show I wrapped up was The Watcher on Netflix. That was an interesting one. We followed Dahmer up with that one. Uh, my wife had mentioned it, and it's okay. It's it's interesting. They tell you based on a true story, and it's you know about a family that moves into a house, and they start getting letters um, to the house and to the family claiming that they're watching the family because they're watching the house and, you know, starting kind of becoming kind of threatening in the letters. And, you know, it's about them not wanting to leave their home or be intimidated and all this weird shit starts happening. And yeah, it turns out to be a weird neighborhood little community thing going on. It just, it was okay. It was, it was entertaining. It was fun. Nothing special. Uh, I did end up, I don't know if I told y'all this, I did end up finishing Parenthood, um, which I, I think I mentioned on one of the recent episodes that I was re-watching it. I watched a lot of it when I had COVID, and uh, it was the first time I had watched it through like that as a parent, and that, that show just hit so different, being a parent. Holy shit. But just a great show. Um, great family show, too. So uh, I finished all, I think it was like say five five or seven seasons. I can't remember. Um, but it was a lot. I watched a lot of parenthood when I had COVID, uh, finished up reservation dogs. Um, love that show. I hate when it ends. It drives me crazy. That's a show. I just wish would come out every week forever. It just the simplest kind of episode is just so interesting. And just, I love what they're doing with that. I saw they were up for an award show recently and I just so, so proud of them. I think they're doing such a good job to get that culture represented. Um, on a big major network and having so much publicity and promotion with it. It's just cool as fuck. Um, finished up the patient, um, on Hulu starring Steve Carell. Uh, that show was, I, I was really impressed. I saw horrible ratings on the finale right before I watched it. And I was like, what the fuck? But I thought they did a great job. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet. Cause it just aired, but I thought that I thought the finale was great. So whatever, haters. Um, and if you don't know what the patient's about, Steve Carell is a therapist uh, who is his, his client, his patient, essentially. It's called the patient, not the client, I guess. His patient is a serial killer. And once he, he kidnaps Steve Carell and chains him up in his basement, uh, maybe it's a basement or his downstairs, whatever, his den, I don't know how you'd call it but chains him up there and then discloses that he's a serial killer and that's what he needs help with. And so he's like, I clearly can't let you go because you know I'm a serial killer, but I need your help because I don't want to be a serial killer. And it's it's such an interesting story. And they just, they did a really good job with that. I really like the back and forth. Um, very cool. So the patient, is, all the episodes are streaming on Hulu now. Check that. I think it's 10 episodes. Uh, another show we concluded was Tell Me Lies on Hulu. And... I anticipate more seasons to come on this one. I, I will uh, dive into this because it's clearly not done. But you got this crazy entanglement, since we mentioned Will Smith earlier, of uh, college kids doing college things, and it's about a young relationship um, where it's really just completely based on lies and all the shit that's going on around them. Just, it's hard to keep up with all the lies going on. It's a drama. It's a... It's based on a book. I know they said that because my wife got interested in reading the book. Um, but I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for my wife's interest in it. But I'm glad. It's one of those uh, shows that we like to watch together. I thought it was very interesting. And I'm looking forward to the next season or seasons, however they decide to do it. 
I'm still watching American Gigolo starring John Bernthal, and I just found out he has a podcast called Real Ones, and I just started it. I'm so excited. I think I'm on episode two right now, but um, there's like 30 episodes. I'm stoked to catch up on those. I love everything that guy does, Um, but American Gigolo, haven't heard of that. It's on Showtime. It's a a very cool show. It's uh, a lot better than I anticipated. I thought it was just going to be a little bit more about sex and him fucking a bunch of girls, but it's not. It's much deeper than that. Um, very cool. So I don't want to give too much away, but um, he's, of course, he's a gigolo, and he's been primed for it since he was a kid, and he gets set up for a murder, does 15 years. They find out he's innocent. He gets out, and he ends up getting set up for another one. <laughs> so it's, there's a whole lot of shit going on in that show. Uh, the new Mighty Ducks. Um, I don't believe it's called Mighty Ducks, though, is it? Yeah, it is the Mighty Ducks Game Changers back on Disney Plus season two. Uh, I love that shit. As corny as it might be, it's just it's like Cobra Kai to me. I eat it up. Um, that's probably a quarter of the way through, if not mid season by now. Really enjoying that. And American Horror Stories is back on Hulu from FX. This season's uh, um, based in the eighties. Uh, New York City scene it looks like and it seems to be a serial killer out specifically hunting gay men so it's it's uh, so far so good I think I'm on episode three that just came out I haven't watched the recent episode yet but um, enjoying it so far it's a kind of hit and miss with those ones but Ryan Murphy has been fucking killing it Ryan Murphy uh, wrote the Dahmer series he wrote the Watcher series um, he, uh, he writes American horror stories. Um, I just, I just think I saw that he writes or he's a part of the nine one one series as well. I got to look up everything he's doing. Cause he's, he's killing it. Speaking of nine one one, that season is, uh, about midway through or so right now. That, I don't know why I still watch that show. If anybody watches nine one one, it started off pretty damn interesting and it got super fucking corny so bad but i'm like invested so i keep watching it and i don't know how long i will just because it's it's getting pretty ridiculous um i started watching a show called uh, wild territory which reminds me a lot of gator boys i don't know if anybody out there watched gator boys when it came out we were obsessed with it in my house and this one's about crocodiles but uh and not 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 quite as funny i don't know if gator boys was really intentionally funny but just those guys were really lovable characters maybe i'm not um, in to this show as or like in far enough yet to really fall in love with these characters, but it's interesting. It's fun just watching how all the efforts that they put into uh, safely um, getting these gators, you know, back to their where they should be or on the whatever they call it, their safe ranch or whatever form at his location. Um, the Law and Orders are back. SVU and Organized Crime, some of my favorite shows ever. Watching those. Me and my wife are still watching Alone from time to time. I think we're, I think we skipped season one and two because we started with like season eight or something like that. And then when we went back to watch the originals, they were not nearly as good and skilled. So we were like, let's let's skip a few seasons to where it gets good. Uh, The Connors, I love the Connors. I loved Roseanne when I was younger. I, I thought it was impressive that they kept the show going without her. And, uh, yeah, it's it's the same shit. But uh, they brought Carl from Shameless in on the recent episode. And I thought that was so funny because I didn't even realize that Debbie from Shameless is one of the main characters in the Connors. I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking crazy. So, um, and if you don't know about the Connors, I won't even talk about it anymore because 
It's just if you know what it is, you know what it is. I watched The Good Doctor. That one's another one that kind of gets a little corny from time to time. But I just I just love that main actor, and I feel bad I don't know his name because I, I really loved what he was uh, able to do with Bates Motel. He... He was phenomenal in that show. And so when this show came out, we got kind of hooked, and I've just stuck with it since. And then uh, two shows that I watch because my wife watches, which one I used to ignore to the fullest until recently. Well, this new season started of Grey's Anatomy. And I used to make fun of this shit all the time. And I was sitting there. I don't know why she drew me into watching it because she knows that I don't have any interest and usually won't. But I sat and I, I watched most of the episode, and now it seems to be a requirement of my week. So we will see how long that lasts. Um, I'm not hating it this this season so far. I'm not hating it. Um, I'm I'm getting familiar with some of the characters and the backstories a little bit, but um, not not entirely my cup of tea. But I do enjoy having some more time with my wife, and then Kardashians, of course. Gotta love the Kardashians. Um, I am not a Kardashian hater, but I am a hater of how the how they have just taken over um, so many people's minds and lives and how so many people feel like they are related to them and they have to defend them for everything. Um, although I, I will say, I honestly, I don't dread that show very much. It's it's semi-interesting, nothing, nothing deeper, um, too captivating about it it's just nothing torturous about it either except when they complain about how hard things are for them that's a little strange to me but well whatever uh let me dive into some fights that concludes all the shit i've been watching sorry that that's a lot because i've been watching a lot of shit and it's been a while since i really dove into it all um and i got some backlogging to do on some of these fights i don't think i got to talk about the sebastian fedora versus ocampo fight that was uh october 8th fuck that was on showtime fedora got that decision uh devin haney um whooped cambosis's ass just like i assumed he would in australia and hopefully we'll never have to see that fight ever again because george cambosis has to climb back up if he wants any interest from devin haney um see what's next for haney i'd really like to see him fight shakur stevenson or lomachenko uh, we got the uh, Wilder versus Hellenius uh, pay-per-view. I ended up getting that with my guy Mike. And Wilder knocked Hellenius the fuck out in round one. It took him three punches. It was wicked. And I wish I didn't start with that because Caleb Plant fought Darrell. And Caleb Plant knocked Darrell the fuck out. And it was it was an impressive punch. Just put him on his ass. He was he was lights out. He was he was out for the count. And Caleb Plant, I think he was uh, yelling out to Charlo in the crowd. You know, he's ready for anybody. And I'm ex- I'm more excited to see Caleb Plant now after that knockout. And then Wilder, of course, he is he's back. I mean, it was it was unbelievable to see that power. With not, he didn't even have his fist cocked back all the way. He didn't even rotate. Laney has walked right into the shortest little punch to the face, and he just, he was gone. And just goes to show, I, I had a feeling Wilder was going to knock him out. I didn't think it would be that quick. So uh, God save whoever he fights next. And it sounds like Ruiz wants a piece. Wilder said he wasn't interested at first, but after the fight, he said he's down for anybody. So we will see. Um, I watched a really, really stupid fight card in DAZN. It's called like the x series or some shit like that um and i didn't really know what it was until i had it on and saw how terrible some of these fights were going but it's like more influencers and things like that that aren't 
usually fighters fighting each other. And so I had seen this thing about this girl named Astro Wet on Instagram or something like that, or Twitter, when they were promoting the fights. And somebody was like, this porn star is about to fight this TikTok dancer or some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck? So I looked up Astro and saw that she was really like a model and ended up doing like a, a like sex tape with somebody. And it went like exploded on Pornhub or some shit like that. And she ended up winning the fight, but it was not impressive. This poor, uh, what the hell was her name anyways? Keely or something. Um Every time she got punched in the face, she would, like, turn and look at her corner like, what am I supposed to do? It was embarrassing. I don't know if I'll watch too many more of those. My hats are off to anybody who's willing to get in the ring and do it. Um, it, it can be entertaining, but there's a there's a line we got to draw, I think. But uh, congrats to Astro Wet. Uh, you know, she stepped in the ring and she won. See if she does it again. Um, and then Clarissa Shields fight Savannah Marshall. Um, that was awesome. Uh, Shields just fucking demolished uh, Marshall, in my opinion. Just uh, Marshall maybe got maybe two rounds in that fight, and Shields just dominated that shit. It was it was impressive. So shout out to Clarissa Shields, and then the Michaela Mayer and uh, Alicia Baumgartner fight. That was actually I I didn't catch it all. I wasn't paying as much attention, but uh, Baumgartner lost her belts to uh, Michaela Mayer and. Um, she she said she was not happy with the decision. Most people aren't when they lose their belts anyways. But I, I didn't watch it close enough to see if it was decisive or not on my end. So, But congratulations to Michaela Mayer because winning the titles is always good, especially when you're not the favorite. Um, I did not watch the UFC card on the 15th like at all. I had some of the earlier fights on the little screen, but when the boxing started, I put the boxing on. Um, I do know Cub Swanson. Um, lost in not the best fashion. It looks like he got an injury in his leg. That was kind of a, s- a sad thing to see. And I heard Alexa Grasso won, so shout out to her. And then uh, UFC uh, 280, I did not get that one on October 22nd because it was 11 a.m. Pacific time on a pay-per-view. And, you know, I chose to you know spend the day with my wife and kind of had a day date instead. We did try to go to a... Um, a bar, like a bar, a pub, pub diner kind of style that usually has the fights on, but they didn't have them on um, around the main card or the main uh, fight because I was I did really want to see Charles, Charles Oliveira fight, um, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I wouldn't have liked seeing him tap out. Um, so, new champion. Uh, I think they said Volkanovski's stepping up to fight him next, see if he could become a champ champ. Uh, Aljamain Sterling beat TJ Dillashaw. That does not surprise me. Uh, Peter Yan lost to Sean O'Malley. Um, I didn't see that one at all. I've heard, you know, quite a quite a few different people talking about how they felt like Peter Yan was robbed. I've heard other people say it was very close, could have gone either way. I just I haven't heard anybody say that Sugar Sean O'Malley just decisively won, but I think it might have been a split decision. So. You know, that's going to be one I'm going to want to watch and see how that one went. I didn't hear about the Dariush fights or any of the other ones, actually. Uh, I do. I did see that Bilal Muhammad uh, won, and not by decision, against uh, Sean Brady. So that was impressive. I saw the end of that um, on a replay. I was very impressed with his decision to strike. We don't see that very often. Um, and then uh, we got Katie Taylor's coming back this weekend. I'm excited for that. She's a beast. 
And then Lomachenko fights Ortiz uh, this weekend. Very excited for that. Um, Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited to see it because um, I think it could go either way. I really do. I'm uh, hope. I mean, God, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Anderson Silva wins. I, I am, but I, I will not be surprised if Jake Paul actually wins this. I mean, he's developing himself very well. And if Jake Paul loses, it kind of shuts down some of the hype of everything going on with it. But if he wins, it could set up some more interesting stuff. And I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to take him a little more serious. He just he looks like he's not a gimmick and he's not just playing around. He's actually taking it very seriously. So if that's the case, you know, I'm just I'm just excited to see a fun fight with a with an up and comer versus a legend and somebody who should actually be able to test his skills more than anybody has before. And then uh, Dimitri Bivol versus uh, Zerto Ramirez. That is going to be not till early November. I'm very excited about that fight, too. That's going to be on DAZN. And then Tyson Fury announced that he's going to be fighting uh, Chisora. Fucking bore. Lame as fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to see it. I don't know why this happened, why it's not um, AJ or I know it's not Usyk because Usyk wasn't ready to fight this year. I don't know why it's not Anthony Joshua. I don't know why it's not Andy Ruiz. I don't know why it's somebody who should really be in there fighting. I think I saw Chisora was like 14 slots down from the top contender for this belt. That means he skipped all these. It might not have been 14, but it was a lot. It was at least eight, I want to say, fighters that could have could have taken this fight, probably would have taken this fight over this bullshit. Nobody wants to see it. Um, Ebony Bridges is fighting again soon on DAZN. Um, if you don't know about Ebony Bridges, turn DAZN on December 9th. She will shock you um, during her weigh-ins. <laughs> she, she's, the, she's the one who rocks, uh, rocks the lingerie during her weigh-ins, and um, she's a hell of a boxer too. So I'm very excited to see her fight, but I love, I love the way she's drawing attention to herself and getting that promotion going. Cause it's not easy to get, uh, get the fans behind you. And she, she found a wonderful way to do it. She, that's how I discovered who she was. And let's see, should we close off with some daily laws? I got some other cool things, but I'll, I'll probably save them for another show. Cause we're coming up on an hour. I don't want to go too long tonight. Um, daily laws, but Robert green, we're going from October 8th all the way to the current October 27th. And the laws have been the madness of groups, the power of association. Think for yourself, beware the fragile self, see things as they are, not as your emotions color them. Oh, sorry. See things as they are, not as your emotions color them. That was one law. Uh, change your circumstances by changing your attitude. That is huge. Um, confront your dark side. Create mental space from the group. Test for envy. See into the spirit of the times. Think like a writer. Accept, pe- which I got to say, think like a writer. I thought it was... I didn't understand when I read the law. And then when I was reading about it, I was like, this is, this is really cool. And if we could do that a little bit more, it develops a lot more empathy. Um, accept people as facts, which is not easy to do. See beyond the moment, recognize your aggressive impulses, lost in trivia, the lost self, know how little, you know, examine your emotions to their roots Everybody should do that anyways. Very important. Resist simple explanations and lose your shadow. 
lose your shadow was today's law and i didn't get to read it till i got home after work um which i'm doing a really cool training right now um talk about that at another time but the lose your shadow was interesting and it made me think a lot about the show the patient um where it's not trying to conceal your monster anymore it's confronting it and identifying it and that's how a better way to deal with it but uh so yeah just wanted to close out with that so that wraps up pretty much everything i have for you guys i got so much there um yeah i'm just gonna leave it there true reviews podcast episode 199 i will be back soon